Welcome to Upgrade Engines with Scott Wozniak, where we explore the tools and tactics that drive improvement. If you're hungry for more and better, if you want to move past hype and discuss how, you're in the right place. Change really is possible. Dreams can come true. It may take a while, but you can upgrade anything if you build the right engine. Daniel, great to be talking with you again. Dude, we last time had this really great, like I had a revelation in the middle of the conversation about, uh, wow, that's the whole new approach to character development. And I really, I'd be honest, I didn't really like it, but I don't like leaning into my weaknesses. Uh, That that happens to a lot of people who talk to me. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's fair. That's fair. It is probably, it's not the first time it's happened to me talking to you. Um, no, no, it's, it's not, it's happened once or twice, Um, but it, Um, it also happens in reverse where I'm like, I've never thought of it that way, but that's, I'm going to need to think about that some more. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, what we didn't have time to get to is what I want to dive into now is how do you actually do this, man? I mean, we, we talked a lot about the pressures that you're dealing with. Like, how do you manage your healthy inner life in the middle of carrying an intense workload? I mean, I I'll just say like right now we were just chatting, warming up for this. Uh, you're, you just landed in New York city. You got a bunch of meetings, uh, working with some board members and a training program that you're doing. And like you're, you're around the country, you've got high, I mean, this is a highlight for the folks maybe who need a refresher from the last, and I, I'd say, listen to the episode folks, if you haven't heard it yet, it's brilliant. But Daniel really dropped some big, big bombs on me. Having said that, like, dude, you've got special needs kids. You've got a job that is demanding your, uh, you know, CEO. Which, which, which job are you talking yeah, about? Exactly. I, I got three jobs. That's fair. Um, you you guys think he's exaggerating. No, legitimately three major roles, any one of which would be a full-time job for most folks. Um, plus you, you're highly involved in your church. And I know as a friend, we get together on like, how do you actually manage healthy life? How do you have health and peace and joy? And we talked about the mindset, um, Mm-hmm. finding peace in this, but, but I want to get like tactics. So, so I thought, and I, I'm wrestling with some of the same stuff. I know you and I've bounced this back and forth. So maybe we could trade notes on how are you okay. doing these days? So, so I would say where my brain is going right now, first is the the physical side of this, which, which is, you know, part of my story is the revelation some years back. Oh yeah. There's a physical health factor here that you can't think your way out of. I, and maybe, maybe right. the reason I want to go there first. It's because honestly, today I am really sleepy. Like I, I just pounded an <laughs> energy drink, um, right. Uh, the Freudian slip, the enemy drink, um, the enemy the, drink. What, yeah. what was that? Yeah. 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 I just had a, I just had a latte at, you know, two o'clock in the afternoon. So I'm, I'm with you. Um, yeah. so I think a couple of thoughts, one, I don't know if I'm doing this well. Mm. Um, I will tell you what I'm doing. Um, (laughs) I will tell you what I try to do and then tell you up front that there's a lot of days when it doesn't happen. And so I don't think I want to hold my, you know, raise my hand and say, you, you should do how I do it because Mm -hmm. this is clearly working because there are days when it doesn't feel like it is. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that for me, this is a very holistic conversation. And so maybe we could start 
and I don't remember all of our last conversation because it was several weeks ago, but maybe we start a little bit in the kind of framework and then we work into the practical. Mm-hmm. Um, because when I think about health, I think about it in four dimensions, right? Mm-hmm. I think, first of all, I think of spiritual health, right? For people that are, you know, in various stages of their spiritual journey, that might mean different things for them. But I think at a minimum, it is, who am I? What am I doing with my life? Mm-hmm. And am I generally on the path that I want to be on in terms of the person that I want to be? That can get more specific if somebody has you know a specific faith or religion, but that's, that is, I think one of the dimensions. I think that the second dimension is the mental, right? The mental health. The thirdly is the emotional the relational, that's the one that I always want to skip over. Yeah. yeah. Um, because it's just not the way I'm, I'm naturally wired. And then the fourth, I think is physical. I think that they're all related. And so here's kind of one of the big revelations for me recently is I'm beginning to believe that it matters the order in which you tune those. Interesting. Okay. Right. So let me rewind a little bit. It used to be that I would wake up and go straight to the gym and, you know, early morning wake-ups was a pretty common thing for me. How early? When you say early, what do you mean? So I was one of those like 5.30 AM gym guys, like up at five. Way earlier than I like to move. You you know, Um, I'm a night owl that I I would rather go to bed at 5.30 than get up at at 5.30. So that was actually part of my problem was, uh, so was my wife. Uh, she's also a night owl. And yes. so when the lights don't go off until 11, getting up at five is really rough. Yeah. Um, and so that was my schedule, but I'll be honest, there was a lot of days I didn't adhere to my yeah. plan. Yeah. What I've done somewhat through the influence of James clear and atomic habits, Great right? Book. Make the desired. Yeah. Oh, so good. But make the desired habit, the easy habit, mm. right? Mm. My kids get up at seven. My wife walks out the door with them at 7.45 to take them to school. I found a gym that has an 8 a.m. class. Nice. So we all wake up at 7. We all walk out the door at 7.45. And the flow of life kind of pushes me towards what I want to do, which is to go to the gym every morning. Now, and so I've been doing that maybe for the last year or so. And that change has been helpful. I'm getting a lot more consistent in my workouts. But one of the things I'm just now, like in the last couple of weeks, starting to implement is getting up at six instead Hmm. of at seven, because I think that it matters to go spiritual, mental, emotional, physical in that order, in that order. Right. All right. So, so it's, it's a very new thing that I'm experimenting with. So I'm not totally sold on my own idea yet. Sure. Let's talk. But here's why. I think the spiritual needs to be the start Hmm. because you've got to ground yourself in who am I, right? And what am I doing? Because there's particularly in my life, there's so much noise, right? There's so many competing priorities. There's so many good things that I have to say no to so that I've got the time, energy, and resources to say yes to the great things. Yeah. And if you lose sight of who you are and who you're supposed to be and who you're becoming, Mm. then even the self care can get a little twisted Oh yeah, and you can do 
things that no one's going to look at and say, that's a bad thing, but you're going to be like, eh, it's not quite resonating. Right. Yeah, I know. I uh, totally relate to this. Um, and not just agree this year workouts in particular have been very different for me because I was really convicted deeply <clears throat> early in the beginning of this year. I mean, January, February, probably February that what was honestly behind most of my workouts was fear and self-shame. So you oh, yeah. part of my story, I had, I grew up an athlete. We did a lot of sports stuff together, mm-hmm. uh, worked at sports camps. And then I ate like a wild teenage boy athlete. And then I stopped exercising like an athlete. And that, <laughs> how did that work out for yeah, you? 55 <laughs> pounds later, um, it was, it was rough. And as I started to get back into it, honestly, big part of this was like anger and self-shame looking in the mirror and being sure. like, I've, I've become a fat boy. Um, and I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not that tall. I'm a five, nine. So like putting right. 55 pounds on my frame was noticeable. Mm-hmm. And so it, it did, I, I got, I got back in shape. Right. So I sure. did wake up and have a lot of energy and I got, but, and then I've been doing that for seven, eight years. I've been in a really healthy place physically. Sure. And I think I was convicted early on that what it felt like to me was like, it was hollow energy. Yeah. Externally, right. my muscles were sharp and my stomach was thinner, sure. but internally it was, uh, it was not life and joy and peace. It was fear and shame every morning that made me put shoes on and go sure. run. And- and you can do the right things for the wrong reason yeah. and it won't give you the full restoration benefits. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I, I was, um, cause the goal is health and joy and energy to show up right. and be my best. The goal right. is not. So I had tied my identity to my body. I'll tell you, I knew this cause I, I weigh myself daily. This is one of those habits right. I learned is if you want to keep the weight off, one of the single biggest predictor of that is people who weigh themselves daily. Yeah. Uh, by the way, also James Clear, he's going to get double shout outs here. Uh, yeah, double shout outs to James Clear. Like today's podcast everybody. is sponsored by James Clear. <laughs> <laughs> so seriously, seriously, uh, I wish. So yeah, he challenged me on that. So I, I weigh, but the reason I say that is because like if I, my body's very responsive to what I eat for better and for yep. worse. So like right. the day after Thanksgiving, three pounds, no, no joke. Like that's not an exaggeration. Oh, easy. Yeah. The day after my birthday, three pounds. Like, yeah, yeah. But then if I'm careful, I can lose two, three pounds a day if I'm really yep. serious about it. So yep. big swings. But I'll tell you those days when I gained and I'd get on the scale that morning, oh, I would be like beating myself up you right. this how could you and what a moron i am and i i've had that i've also had the opposite side i, I sometimes teeter-totter right <laughs> um, sometimes for me it can be about vanity right mm-hmm. it's about ego right and so there's a lot of times where i would exercise so that i would look better when i take my shirt off yeah, right yeah. and and i flip-flop between the two of those you know, plenty of self-loathing there too. Now that the, yeah, the six pack okay. is gone. Yeah. Um, so I think that it's important kind of come back to your original question. I think it's important to begin with that centering question, right? Mm-hmm. That who am I, who am I trying to be and, and kind of come back to that. So this kind of points to, and we won't go into this. I think this points to the whole life planning stuff that right. is right. at least like 10 other conversations for you and I, but um, like, if you don't have that, like I've got it written here in the front of my journal. So when I sit down at the beginning of the day, I can go through and just pull out really quickly. 
why do I exist? What am I trying to accomplish? How will I behave? How am I going to achieve this? And so it's a daily reminder to me of, okay, here's who I am and who I'm trying to be. Is is this what you're doing at 6am with your new experiment? This is my new experiment. Okay. So, so there's three phases to it. The first one is I'll, I'll probably read and pray. So I've been, um, I'm reading Chris Davis's book right now. Um, right. Which is, Great book. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. Really, really good. Right. Uh, Hope tomorrow out. by Chris Davis, who we had right. the, the fun of being buddies with since high school. Um, right. I think I could this speak podcast to is also brought to you by Chris Davis. That's right. We have multiple. <laughs> I, I have to say like, just a quick tab on that. Talk about healthy inner life. That guy oh, has my a inspiration and hero of mine in that regard. Since we knew him, like, he, Oh yeah. Yeah. He was healthier at 18 than most people I know are still to this day. <laughs> I'm still trying to catch up to the 18-year-old Chris. <laughs> uh, all right. So, so reviewing just really high-level life plan, orient myself to who I am, who I am in Christ, what is my hope. Mm-hmm. Um, because here, here's the thing. I think I mentioned this to the other the day. I naturally try to solve spiritual problems with structure and strategy. Right. And so I've begun to realize that about myself and just say, look, there are, there are times when there's just, the world is broken Mm. and there are going to be hard, disappointing things that you can't fix. And if you think your job is to fix them, you will be miserable Um, because they can't be fixed by you. Um, maybe not by anyone. And so that's why I think I've got to start with the spiritual, because if I wake up thinking my job is to fix my son's special needs, I'm going to be angry and bitter. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But but if I wake up and say, this world is not my home Mm -hmm. and I'm loved by God, even not just in spite of, but sometimes even because of the struggles and sufferings that I have, yeah. then that's a paradigm shift. And I wake up an atheist every day, right? <laughs> so I, so I have to like an atheist orphan, like that's my default setting. And so mm-hmm. I have to wake up and remind myself. Like that I'm, I'm on my own. It's on me. It's all on me. I don't do it. Yeah. And if, and if I don't wake up and bust it, you know, my wife's going to leave me. My clients are going to fire me and I'm going to end up living in a van down by the river. Right. Like that's, (laughs) that's the story that's in my head every morning when I wake up. And so I have to rewrite that story. Mm -hmm. Right. So a little bit of input, you know, good books, um, is the start of that reminding myself of my plan. And then the very tactical, I write three things I'm thankful for. See if I can pull that up in the right way. Right. Three things I'm thankful for because my mind naturally goes to the negative, the problems I need to fix. Mm. And so they could be just simple things. Like we had a great time on Halloween with our neighbors Nice, and, and it was just, you know, it was simple and it was great. Sometimes they're spiritual. Sometimes it's a client says something really nice about me. Like, Hey, you were really helpful in this. Write down three things that I'm thankful for. So that's spiritual. Then I go to the mental. Yeah. Let me say one more thing about spiritual. I think this kind of puts in frame the rest of the stuff. This, I don't know if I've talked to you about this, uh, but one of our mutual friends, Brandon Heideman, uh, this, this episode also sponsored by Royal and camp Royal camp Royal, great summer camp. So Brandon runs that, um, the way he said it was brilliant. And so this, so for the Christian story, for those who don't know, like the heart of the Christian story is this idea of grace. Like we didn't earn Mm -hmm. it. 
God's love, he just does it for us. And we get to respond to that and try to walk in that. But, but this freedom of like, don't worry, I got this. It's not on you, right? It's the opposite of this, this isolated orphan. Um, okay. So the reason that context is the way Brandon said, if that's actually true, if God really is that level, then, then here's the implication for me is, Hey, the stakes are high. The world needs you. Your son needs you. Right. Right. But the pressure is off. The stakes mm, are I high. like that. We, what we do matters, but you know what? Thanks to God's grace and goodness. It's okay. When you don't show up well, it's, right. it's not actually on you to fix this. God's it's on God to fix it. He's already got a plan to fix it. There's already like another age coming. All that's going to happen. Sure. And I don't have to carry that load. And I, and, and I think most of us will fall in one of those two ditches. Yes, Either exactly. What, what I do doesn't matter. So I'm just going to play video games Yeah, or no, not hypothetically, I did no. that. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't mention the fried cheese, but you know, video games oh, and fried cheese. Oh, you should have mentioned the fried cheese. I, I got to that 55 pounds, some gloriously happy ways. Um, <laughs> you earned it. Um, yes, I did. But then you're right. You could swing the other way, right? You could swing the, and it's like, it's all on me. And if I don't make this happen, you know, everything's going to fall apart. And for me, I lean towards that second. Yeah. And I I lean towards the screw it all video games. Who cares? And, 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 you know, we've both been both, right. I've had moments, but there was that one day I didn't care. (laughs) One time uh, it it was the fried cheese. You ate it. And for a little while you didn't care about anything else. Yeah. Yeah. It's dangerous. No, but that place of both being true changes right. the way I show up because I do sure. want to I mean, why are we recording this podcast? If nothing matters, well, I think it might actually, it helps me. It might help some other folks, Sure, but I also am okay. If nobody listens to this, cause, cause <laughs> my identity and the world is not tied. Right. To it. Right. If I get two likes and they're, you know, from my mom and my wife, then, right. then I'm That's still right. okay. Right. Yeah. And so, that you can't answer that by working harder. No, like, no, you no, gotta, no, no figure that truth out and then show up to work or it can actually kill you. In fact, I just talked to Jonathan Crabb, mutual friend of ours about um, something that you and he talked about. So we quoted you, (laughs) uh, you know, anxiety is really, I can't remember exactly the wording. I'm gonna make it up, but anxiety works really, really well as a performance motivator until it doesn't. Right. Until it doesn't. Right. And then suddenly all this, this hollow performance collapses in on itself and you end up with much less health. And that's the story of most high achieving executives. Mm-hmm. Like most of the guys that you and I work with, that's their story, right? And yeah. they might have six pack abs and a multi-million dollar company and a beautiful wife, but most of that has been generated through anxiety and self-loathing. Yeah. And it works really, really well until it all crumbles. Yes. And so this is a process that I'm using to make sure I don't become that guy because I'm right. hardwired for it. Right. Exactly. To know that, that if, if you let yourself drift, that's where you'll drift to. So that absolutely the, the realignment on the regular. Yeah. I do a little something. I don't use a physical journal and I only journal once a week. Now I used to do it a lot more. Okay. That's a whole other like lifestyle challenge, sure. but, but I am doing some, some prayer and a little bit of, um, Christian style meditation, but, but yeah, I do I, it. It's about seven fifteen, seven thirty when the kids okay. leave the house and that's my way to sit down. I've had meditation as part of my routine. I want to add it back in, yeah. but it's not there now. Yeah, um, yeah. All right. So let's go back to the framework. Spiritual first, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. then mental. 
again, in my journal, I've just got a little moleskin here that I write in. I aspire to write in every day. It doesn't always happen. Um, I write my three objectives for the day. What are the are three those things I've got to get are those fixed things or like you're figuring it out every day? Every day I got to think through, okay, what are the three most important things I've got to get done today? Mm -hmm. And you know, that obviously starts to bleed a little bit into work, you know, prep for a board meeting or, you know, sometimes it's personal stuff. Like I've got to go, I'm going to take one of my kids out for dinner. Yeah, I was going to say, or... so like tomorrow I'm taking my oldest, who's a senior in high school. It's a surreal time for us launching our mm -hmm. first, we have four kids. And we're taking her to visit a college that she's interested in. And so like, that's a huge priority for this week is getting ready for that. So right. well, have one of just... mine was like clean, clean the house before my wife gets back. Cause she was <laughs> gone for a day or two. And I'm like, Oh, stink. I got to clean the house. Oh, yeah, that'll, that'll change. Um, that'll change her experience that I've learned that lesson. Right. Or, you know, send an invoice to this client or, you know, send this proposal. So it's just kind of like, what are my top three priorities today? Cause that's how I try to frame the mental, the mental thing. Okay. Um, this is your finish the transition from spiritual to mentals, like biggest picture right. purpose and all that identity. That's right. the story I'm living in. And then like, yeah. okay, so what did what did I have to do today to actually pull this off? Today. And that's right. where you start the, the self mental category. So what does mental right. health look like for you in this? Well, so mental health, I think is, is a tricky word because there's two things there, right? Mm -hmm. I think a lot of mental health is more spiritual than mental. Yeah. Yeah. Right now caveat, there are people who have trauma, chemical imbalances, just horribly broken family of origin stories. Like there's some legitimate things that I'm not qualified to speak on, but a lot of those things are more centered around who am I, mm -hmm. what am I doing here? How am I going to do it? When I, when I say, think of even those trauma things have that tangled in it, right? Sure. So this is where the brain gets interesting because the brain's both a physical organ and we have mental, we can choose our own thoughts and, and you and right. I would both believe there's a spiritual component tangled in there. So it's not a, um, a single factor piece, right. like even one trauma may have a spiritual layer, uh, a physiological thing you got to sure de-escalate kind of your crisis right. response. And then you get to pick the store. So yeah, I am with you. This is, um, okay. this is not simple. Right. So let me finish the framework and then we'll dig into different okay, pieces. Good, good. We went deep on the spiritual mental. I just put three objectives for the day. What are my top three things? Personal professional doesn't matter. Just what do I have to do to have a good effective day today? The third step is my least favorite. And you'll see pretty consistently. I try to skip over it because I'm terrible <laughs> at it. Right. I try to write three feelings every morning. Like, how am I feeling? I could rattle off a hundred to-do items. It takes me as long to find one feeling <laughs> as it does for me to find a hundred tasks. Oh, like, that's yeah. just how I'm wired. Yeah. But it has been, like, for, for a guy who's not particularly emotionally intelligent, mm. um, like I actually have a feelings wheel yes. up on my, uh, I've got it printed right there. We're putting it on our fridge. Um, okay. Yeah. And so sometimes I'll use my feelings wheel. Um, I've also got it on my phone to help me like kind of prime the pump. Describe feelings wheel for people who don't know what that is. So feelings wheel kind of describes the whole 
continuum of emotions, mm. both in kind of breadth and depth, right? So it's like, there's happy and sad. Okay, fine. But then there's elated and despondent. Yeah. And the one right? I like, have is like at the center is the, the bigs happy and sad, but then right. one and it breaks them out, down. It breaks into like three kinds of happy. And then the next right. year, those subdivide, like break down to elated. That's what I've got. And then like, like overjoyed and excited versus like, you know, right. interested and in like the nuances that you get into. Right. And so this is the hardest part for me personally. Hmm. It might be the most valuable though. Well, back to what we talked about last time, leaning into those weaknesses often produces the most growth. And it's that area you want to dodge that might be the key to your inner health. Sure. And so, I mean, I'll write stuff of like, I feel anxious about this. I feel hurt by this. I mean, there's a lot of times I find out days later, I was like, huh, my wife pissed me off. I didn't know. (laughs) And I probably need to go talk with her about that because it wasn't until three days later that I started journaling. I'm like, what is that inside? And I was like, oh, she, she hurt my feelings and I'm just now figuring it out. Uh, But, you know, I feel emotionally drained from, you know, that client, I feel proud of myself. Like even writing that feels a little awkward, but denying and avoiding that, like, man, the satisfaction of a good accomplishment, that's as unhealthy as denying, I think, and avoiding that I'm upset. Unhealthy. Yeah, sure. And and so nobody reads this. This is just a place for me to kind of work out. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) sorry. Sometimes I'll write a quote like this one, most successful people are just an anxiety disorder harnessed for productivity. Ouch. I was like, Oh, that's, that's, that's me. That one stings. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And so at this point, it's not a long time. It's 20, maybe 30 minutes, depending on how long you want to read or pray or meditate. You could be an hour if you wanted to, but mm. it's pretty easy to get this done in 15 to 20 minutes. Spiritual reminder, who am I? Mental, what are the top three priorities for today? Emotional, how am I feeling? What's going on inside? Mm-hmm. Good, bad, whatever it is, yeah. just find three feelings words and write down, I feel blank because blah, blah, blah. And by the end of that, I- I'm pretty centered. Yeah. And then I go do the physical. Okay. And the more I'm doing this, and again, this is a, this is a new practice for me, but the more I'm doing it, the more the pieces start to fit together better. Hmm. Yeah. It's both your understanding of the pieces. It sounds like, but it also helps like target your actions, right? I'm going to invest in the right right things versus uh, try to solve. I mean, for example, let's, let's go back to this idea. Like somebody hurt my feelings, right? Maybe it's a client uh, that Mm -hmm. says rude things to me, right? My, my spouse, my best friend, whatever. And as that stuff stirs up, if you don't face that, I know I have like, like churned on this. And then this is where ice cream and fried cheese, um, <laughs> cover a right. lot of frustration, right? Like, right. And right. Then like or, why, why am I just like constantly feel the need to eat and settle? Cause that's right. one of my coping mechanisms. It's like, Oh, cause there's this thing that I didn't want to deal with. And so that, right. that thing is, 
it's not obvious, right? It's the behind the scenes that drives a lot right. of the more obvious behaviors. Um, it's, it's those interconnectedness. And that's why I started toying with the idea of, does it matter the order in which I do them? Because there's a lot of spiritual problems that manifest as mental health. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of physical problems that influence emotions, emotional problems that influence mental and yeah. spiritual. Like they're all connected. Well, and, and I might, and I might call it one interesting, I'm curious to hear how you react to this. I might, so I'm talking about my life. And um, mm-hmm. so some of this is projection, uh, but also clients I've worked with CEOs. The first thing I will do with a new CEO client, if I'm doing coaching is I will talk to them about their sleep. So I, mm-hmm. I might like say largely, I would agree with you with the exception of if you are massively sleep deprived, like forget all the other deep mental crap. Like you're going to try to meditate and journal and beautiful things. It's like, you're not going to feel a lot of peace and joy in your life until you're physically you've slept enough. And if you're like, cause I know these guys, some of the hard chargers, four five, six hours a night on the rest. I mean, it's what you kind of used to do, right? You sure. go to bed 11 ish, you get up five 30, you're getting six ish hours a night. Then you can do that for a few nights, but it starts adding up and it just, it sucks the soul out of me. I, there are two specific times in my life. I remember vividly. One was only a few years ago where I started thinking, I don't, want to do my job anymore. Um, I don't like my work. <laughs> right. I, I don't, I don't care about serving these clients anymore. I mean, they're kind of nice people and all, but honestly, I dread doing what I'm doing. I'm bored. I feel like the soul sucked out of me. And I really thought like, Oh crap, what am I in the wrong industry? And you, you know, you've been through the journey. Like I've, I've come a long way to be like, no, I think this is what I was made to do. And then I'm like, maybe right. I was wrong. I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So I literally like carved out a week where I was like, I just need to think. And I cleared my calendar and, and rescheduled stuff and said, just leave me alone for a week. I got a process. Well, guess what? The first day I was like, dude, I'm exhausted and I have no meeting. So I'm just going to sleep in. And then I did a little bit of thinking, no, no real progress. The second morning I'm like, I'm tired. I'm sleeping in again. Third morning is sleeping in. I get up to like process. What do I really want to do with my life? If it's not this. And I thought, crap, I really love my job all of a sudden. Like I, I to get back to work. Right. I, I was actually not discouraged, disillusioned and on the wrong track. I was sleep deprived and yep. I'm bad enough. At, I'm, like I can't tell the difference, right? Like I can't tell like, the difference. Oh, I must hate my job. Cause I don't want to be here. No, I I'm just sleep deprived. I don't want to be right. here because my body needs sleep. Dang it. Well, um, well, I think this is part of the way. And so, you know, this, but we, you know, we dive really deep into a daily rhythm, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. There's weekly rhythms. There's monthly Good. rhythms. There's a lot of other rhythms. One of the things, you know, is, is that I, I track a lot of those things like sleep, life diet and exercise. Just for those of you know, when he says track, he doesn't mean like mentally keep track. Like Daniel's a nerd's nerd. Like he has an actual spreadsheet. No, no. And before you think that's enough, no color coded that creates graphs for him. This is Daniel's self-care tracking process. Well, then it outputs to a PowerPoint that I share with my executive board. Like what else would I do? This isn't amateur hour. And if you think he's joking, I've seen the PowerPoint and the color sheets. Uh, I send it to him every month. Um, but but you're right, because you can start to look at things and just be like, well, like, look at your average sleep. And, you know, an Apple Watch, there's so many different yeah. uh, trackers awesome. now that can can do that for you. It's not uh, it's not a lot of overhead. 
you can look at your weight, you can look at your sleep, you can look at your diet and you can just start seeing the trends. Like, well, of course you've gained five pounds in the last month because you're not sleeping at all. Yeah. Cause those like, things what, are actually related. Your body. Of course they are. Yep. You, and I you love it because start, incident, I can, any single incident might not be a big deal, but a pattern of, of slack of sleep suddenly becomes a big deal. Um, it becomes a very big deal. So we've talked about daily rhythms. Let's talk weekly rhythms. Yeah, yeah. Weekly, I try to do a couple of things. And again, I'm not perfect at this. Uh, there's a lot of weeks that get all cattywampus. Nice. It's a technical right? term. It is a technical term. Friday night, uh, for us at our home, it's pizza and movie night. So I got two boys aged five and nine. Oh, wow. And so Friday night, we just kind of unplug and just have some pizza, watch a probably a Pixar movie just about every night, Uh, Perfect, which is great. Boys go to bed. And then I have developed my own kind of uh, routine and rhythm. And this is, it's going to sound weird, but it works for me. I have found that for me, fire and water are both very restorative to me. Hmm. So actual fire and water. This is not a, uh right. Not, not like, fire water um but <laughs> yeah. a lot of people would say fire water is very fire water is restorative. <laughs> uh, that's a different conversation we'll talk about that one so like in the fall right now i love sitting by a fire pit that can actually they get a yeah, fire pit I've in the backyard little, and you got a little fire up. pit in the backyard i'll just go out there and and light a fire and just sit there and my wife's like do you want to come and watch a movie i'm like nope just want to sit here in the dark <laughs> And she's like, you're, you're kind of weird. I'm like, I know, but for some reason, this does good things for my soul. Yeah. Water can be the same thing, like by a river, uh, by a waterfall, mm-hmm. any place like that is just good for my soul. And so sometimes even if I can't do that, I'll just go sit in the shower. Like just, <laughs> just, just get a hot shower and soak for a just hot shower and just yeah. kind of chill there for a minute because something about that resets me. Hmm. Um, so this points to another exercise that I've done that kind of doesn't fit into a rhythm, but I think it's a very valuable rhythm. I have gone through and documented, you know, the, the debits and credits, the deposits and withdrawals in each of my four categories. Ah. So spiritually, what re-energizes me What's a deposit? What's a withdrawal? Mentally, what's a deposit? What's a withdrawal for me? Emotionally and physically. And I keep that handy. And so when I feel off, it's pretty easy to pull that sheet out and look at that and be like, oh, well, I've got lots of this, you know, withdrawals and none of these deposits to offset. Well, of course I feel off. Um, I need to go do this. Once you've put in that work once, it's not hard to use it as a self-diagnostic, mm-hmm. but having that for me is kind of how I started to figure out, okay, I've got a baby with really bad colic. And so he's just screaming constantly and I feel emotionally overwhelmed. Yeah. I need to go sit by a fire pit in the dark by myself for a couple hours. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. And so some of this is trial and error, but I think that's an exercise that I've done with a couple of my clients and they found it very helpful to say, you know, I've never really thought about what helps me and what hurts me on the spiritual, mental, emotional, and physical levels. 
But now that I do that, I begin to realize, man, I really love, you know, going for a walk or getting right. a massage or cooking my own dinner from scratch. Like I, it doesn't matter what it is. I, you know, it's funny when find what works. I was just with a CEO. He's got to be like the 50th or 60th CEO. I know it's just literally like a, just over a week ago. And he's like, one of my most restorative things is mowing my yard. Oh, oh yeah. I've talked it's, to people that are like that. Yep. It's a huge, and they like, because most of my job as a CEO is this long-term indirect stuff, right? I'm influencing people who do stuff and I don't get to tactically do the things like I did in right. an early career. And, and you I never always, see anything completed. Yeah, so I always feel like there's more to do and I never know if I'm done. And like, no, I go mow my yard and it's like, get to the end. 30 minutes later, I did that. Like the, yep. the satisfaction of, and so these guys who have tons of money and it's like, Hey, you should outsource, you know, a lot of your life. They're, uh, right. they're like, no, 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 you should not outsource your yard. You should get a good mower. <laughs> right. You need to mow the yard on a regular basis. Right. Because it, again, in a weird way, it's their fire pit, right? It's like, it of does course. something for me to accomplish and not worry and wonder if it's undone, like check done mode. Yep. Mode it. Yeah. So that's kind of my weekly routine is I try to have a recovery night during that night. I try to do a little bit of reflection and celebration, celebrate the wins. One of the things I think most hard charging executive types don't do is we don't celebrate enough. Yeah. It's true. And celebrate celebration is the best antidote to criticism. Hmm. Nothing's ever perfect but it doesn't mean it can't be celebrated. Yeah. Yeah. If you can only celebrate when it's perfect, then worse. You're never going to celebrate. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Right. Uh, and so just looking back and be like, you know what? I had that board meeting. That board meeting went really well. I crushed it. Or even just celebrating progress. We're not done, but right. dang it, we moved forward. We're much closer. We, we, we moved the ball forward. Right. Or, you know, had a great conversation with my son this week about some, something in life, right. Becoming a man, whatever that might be to step back and just think about the things that have gone well and to celebrate them. Yeah. So I will say I do sort of similar. Interesting. We do kick off with a, um, the weekend with a pizza and a movie night, same deal. It probably, right. probably not the only Americans pulling that off, um, <laughs> but I will say we also try to carve out a day where we do kind of our own version of, you know, the ancient Sabbath that the okay. people would do or, Yep. We do a couple of things. We try not to do some certain chores that normally like okay. we'll prep in advance. And we'll, during this window, we'll try not to do laundry. We'll try not to do, um, there's a few like maintenance things we got to do. Right. Sure. But we'll even use paper plates if we're going to eat just like, so Oh, that, that's a smart idea. And, and so like, we just try to simplify at least one of the meals, maybe two to say, Hey, it's just, let's low stress this. And then we try to do some sort of, family thing together. And so that mm. occasionally for me, I try to play board games with my kids. You know, I'm a board okay. game. Nerd. And yep. so, um, I've got games that I'm like, okay, kids, it's time to do this or, uh, okay. You want to talk about nerds. Um, so our poor kids, I recently was teaching folks about how to make better decisions and be a better thoughtful decision maker and using the right. metaphor of Texas Hold'em poker as like how you oh, right. make life decisions, right? I know some oh, information, technology. I don't know others. I got to make stacking bets over time and then be willing to bail on it. So I, I was like, my kids need to know this. So I, the game we played a few weeks back was I taught them all Texas Hold'em poker and, and made them discuss decision-making strategies. Um, yeah. So 
But, but my, my five-year-old knows how to play blackjack. Uh, <laughs> so he's, he's a little bit ahead of his peers when it comes to counting. Cause he's already figuring out like mm-hmm. odds of, you know, getting more than 21. I was like, that's pretty good for a five-year-old. Uh, uh, yeah. So again, bar poor kids, uh, right? Like, right. What was it like being raised by your dad? Well, we did decision theory when I was six. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, um, but I, yeah, games, games for me are really, really restorative. Sure. I will say I'll zoom out. Not only do I have this weekly day where I think I'm not perfect. Like you, um, yeah. there are times like kids activities and work. And I'm like, ah, we got one dinner where I wasn't in chaos that weekend. Um, right. But I, I'd say two out of three weekends, we get a true quiet day. And it's mm-hmm. important for us as a family. Right. I would also say zoom out. There's a couple of things I do um, just on the annual cycle. Well, well, let's, before we go to annual, let's go okay. to, I also do kind of a Sabbath rest. That's oftentimes we're all end up doing kind of a weekly reflection. Yes. Of how did the week go? That's the one time I journal. Planning. Remember yes. I said I journal right. once a week. It's That's on right. Sabbath day. Yeah. Yep. So I, I try to do a Sabbath as well. We do it on Sundays and usually Sunday afternoon is a time that I'll try to do a little bit of, I mean, I'll take a nap and then I'll try to spend some time just reflecting on the last week, thinking about the week coming and try to do some bigger picture planning. And then quarterly, one of the other rhythms I'm trying to implement is I want to take three days off a quarter. Yes. Yes. And so just, uh, you know, again, being self-employed, even though I have three jobs, uh, <laughs> it just I'm usually able to, right? yeah. to, to carve out the time and just say, I need a couple of days off. And one of the things I've found, uh, Scott, you might want to use this one. Every quarter has a four week month, a four week month and a five week month. Right. That's just the nature of the calendar. Yep. That's just the nature of the calendar. So every 90 days, there's a month with a fifth week in it. So I try to schedule all of my clients, like you're the first and third Thursday and you're the second and fourth Tuesday. And so that fifth week is always empty. Right. And so that's what I'm trying to do. And it, sometimes it doesn't work out because then like, you know, kids spring breaks the week before. And so the, yeah. the back-to-back doesn't work, but just as a concept. Yeah. There's, there's sort of a, uh, again, let's go back to where you early started with the make the desire to have it easy. Right. If, right. If you already have a rhythm that creates a little gap, then let's, let's take advantage of that. Then just take that gap and smart. Um, and go do something yeah, restorative. I'm, whether I'm trying to take a week for thought, reflection, prayer. Uh, this is my new thing for next year. Oh, yeah, yeah. Three days. I'm going to try to go five days. Uh, so a week for me is you know five day work week, and I will be engaged, but engaged differently. Um, I'm mm-hmm. not going to stare at the wall and do nothing for five days, but I'm not going to let myself solve near term problems. I'm going to think big picture. I'm going to be creative. Uh, we, we talked a little bit about this. I'm letting myself have permission to do some of the stuff I've always loved to do, but, but, you know, on and off for the years, didn't know what to do right. with like write music, get into extreme sports. Uh, some of the stuff that I, again, I've been in these outliers. I don't really know where to put. So it's almost like a Sabbath week instead of a Sabbath day where I, I like that. rest and play. I create, I dream but it's very deliberately disconnected from the, the heads down day-to-day tactics. And I, it's funny, I, it came to me because of mental health. Like if I'm going to sustain this over the long haul, the life I'm living now, which is beautiful and meaningful, but can be carrying some heavy loads for clients and right. a lot Tactic. of effort. Yes. And is zigzag all over the country. 
man, I think as my, as my pressures increase, I need to increase the amount of space I give myself to recover or Absolutely. I'm going to collapse. So this is my effort. Yeah, I, I think that, you know, health can't really be assessed in a vacuum. Mm. Health is a function of vision. Say more. That's interesting. So if I looked at you and said, you know, Scott, are you healthy? Most people would say yes. I would say yes. Congratulations. Right? Cool. But Thanks. if I said, are you healthy enough to play in the NFL at 44, like Tom Brady is, <laughs> and, and you can be like, not a chance, right? No way, man. If your vision is to be a healthy executive, you're killing it. Yeah. If your job is to be a healthy NFL player, you are not there, my friend. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No. Right. I, I love and, that. And, and so it's a function of vision. Like, health is a function of, well, what are you trying to do? And are you healthy enough to do that thing? Yeah. And, and, and so like, as your vision grows, your health has to grow with it. And okay. So vision, but I will also just own, there are some times when stuff happens that isn't your vision. You have a special needs son and sure. uh, Titus is amazing. Um, but the, the physical journey he goes through, like in this case, the mental sharp and the body is what's holding him back. And so the, the physical pain and struggle and limitations that, that he has to deal with, that's not a part of the vision for your life, right? Let's not like, I really aspire to be a father who, who cares. It's like, dude, sometimes the load that you are asked to carry also, I would say challenges. What level of health do you need? Right. I think we're saying the same thing. I I would say that is part of my vision. Ah, okay, my vision okay. is to be my vision is to be a great dad. Okay, now, I see what you're I, saying with that. I, I, I thought have, I'm thinking vision like like achiever vision. I want to accomplish X, right? But, but it may be a vision for the kind of man I want to be. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, true. who do I want to be? And am I going to let the obstacles of you know health issues derail that? Be like, well, I'm just going to be a crap dad because my kids got some challenges. Well, no, it just means I've got to get stronger. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, in that way, you're, you've got to play NFL level parenting. And so guess right. what? You probably ought to work out quote unquote, a little bit more, right. right? Your mental, emotional, spiritual health, physical, you've got to ratchet it up so that your son doesn't get shafted. Cause uh, man, I just got too tired to be there for him. Sure. And, and for me, what I find, Oh, here's another one. I'm finding that across those four mental energies, Whenever one of them gives out, you're done. Oh yeah. It's, it, yeah, it's an all right. It, it's, um, you're not only as strong optional. as your, as your weakest energy level. Yes. And so for me, what I'm finding and why I'm having to invest so much in, in emotional health is my emotional is always the one that taps out first. Yeah. Physically, I've got a lot more in reserve mentally. I've got the I've got the cycles. I've got the horsepower. I just get emotionally overwhelmed a lot of it because of the challenging stuff that's in my family. And, and once I hit overwhelm, I'm, I'm done. And yeah. so I have to strengthen there because that's going to be the first thing that gives out. Yeah. Yeah. Which is where this comes down to, to something that's really got to be tailored to each person. Absolutely. You've got to start with the awareness. Where am I out on these four levels? What is a simple thing I could do to start slapping that? Which maybe that comes back to why the, I would say for some guys, the sleep is it because what is the lowest for them at that point is their body. Um, Oftentimes and they got to get their body up a bit. And then when that's up, then it, it gives them the, the margin of energy to say, 
Hey, maybe I should tackle this relational emotional thing I've been avoiding, which gives you the margin to like rethink about your thoughts, which might free you up to start saying, gosh, who am I? And is there a bigger story to my spiritual life? But, but yeah, it, it's, um, it's gotta be an analysis driven by my real self-awareness. Like, who am I? And right. who which, am I? Is lowest. Right. which I think kind of points us maybe to where we land the plane here is I think that points us to an annual rhythm of life planning. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. I think that, you know, one of the best things you and I have done for the last several years is a three-day weekend to just do life planning. And that sounds really weird to a lot of people. Um, my wife, sometimes rolls her eyes at that one. And, and I understand why she's like, didn't you just plan your life last year? Do you have to do it again? But I think for me, understanding who I am, that part doesn't really change what I'm trying to do with my life. That part doesn't really change, but how am I going to get there? Yeah. Like, you probably need to look at that year. Am I doing what I said I was going to do? Uh, oh, and you know, that's my number one challenge. I have a million dreams. And what do you know? Uh, six pack abs have not quite happened. Um, uh-huh. Easy to put on the plan, harder to actually like follow. Right. Right. And so yes, the, the annual rhythm has been, it's taken stuff from vague and fluffy to like really, really legit and healthy. And I would say doing it together, but we could do a whole yeah. talk on this. In fact, we have a whole other podcast. We do talk about this, so I won't go. Oh, into of course it. we do. But I'll just say doing it together. Cause sometimes you speak into things in my life that I'm trying to brush under the, the rug, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pay right. no attention to this part of my life. Cause I'm going to get this done. And you're like, hang on that other thing. I, I think I was the one who called you. I was like, didn't we have 20 goals last year? And how many of those did we get done? No, no, but I got 20 new, really good goals. <laughs> right. Hey, I'm like, no attention to last year's life plan. Right. Like, right. <laughs> and, and that, and you guys have done the same thing to me where it's like, oh. Hey dude, like there's some really good things here, but what about this? And I'm like, yeah, I don't want to talk about that, but <laughs> if I don't talk point. about it. Yes. And maybe we land the plane. It is these, it's the lowest level is the limiter on the rest of our life. And so absolutely it is skipping a category actually holds me back in the things I love most. Um, and so, yeah, that's, this is a really good frame, man. And thanks for sharing some of the details, some of the tactics. I, you know what, maybe we should do this again in uh, six months to 12 months to say, Hey, how's the experiment going? What, what does it look like today? So, <laughs> right. Uh, happy to, this is something I'm constantly tinkering with and, uh, you know, not perfect in my execution of it, but the more consistent I am, the more consistent I see the benefits. Yeah. And I'll, I'll land with this too often. This category is one where we cross our fingers and hope we feel better. Hope I have a better mm-hmm. thought life. Hope I'm happier. Hope I, I grow closer to God. Like you don't have to hope and be passive and wait for, for growth to happen to you. Wait for peace to come to you. You can do tactical things to put in the inputs, to change your thought patterns, to, to shift yourself. Um, you don't have to hope you get better. You can work on it. Absolutely. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Upgrade Engines with Scott Wozniak. If you want to hear more of my thoughts on life and leadership, you might want to sign up for my weekly newsletter at www.scottwozniak.com slash upgrade. That's S-C-O-T-T-W-O-Z-N-I-A-K.com slash upgrade. You'll get a cool quote, a deep thought, 
and a recommendation for something that I use and love. It's not long and it should be fun. The theme is similar to this podcast, but it's not the same content. And if you're a leader who wants to build a legendary brand, you can check out my company's website to learn how we can help at www.swazconsulting.com. That's S-W-O-Z consulting.com. Change really is possible. Dreams can come true. It may take a while, but you can upgrade anything if you build the right engine.